Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Monica Lewinsky opened up about what it was like reliving her affair with Bill Clinton for Impeachment American Crime Story. The first teaser for Spencer, the upcoming biopic about Princess Diana starring Kristen Stewart, just dropped. And BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen explains how Peloton became the biggest new pipeline into the influencer industry. It's August 26, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So Monica Lewinsky recently shared how she got through reliving her affair with Bill Clinton and the subsequent media frenzy as a producer on Impeachment American Crime Story. She revealed to The Hollywood Reporter that she hired a therapist who she worked with over Zoom to help her process her emotions while she watched the show and made production notes. Monica also said that she made it a point not to have the producers omit certain experiences that they thought would be too, quote, re-traumatizing for her. She said that while she, quote, would have loved to have been really selfish, she felt that she shouldn't get a pass just because she's a producer, and that it was, quote, unfair to the team and to the project not to include certain scenes because it would leave everybody vulnerable. Oh, Stephen, I f- there's like I feel like so much to unpack here. Um, I know. One, so proud of her for getting a therapist to go along that journey with her because I'm sorry. For how long do we think that she felt alone during her life? I mean, right. she probably still does. This is I feel like we're we're just how sad is it that in 2021 we're having the redemption arc for her? We slowly started to have it several years ago, but this is like her first big thing. And it's like, I I don't know about you, but when I grew up, I didn't know a lot about the whole thing except for, you know, the bare minimum. And it was right. usually slut shaming her. Right. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we forget just how recent the Monica Lewinsky renaissance has been and that for the vast majority of her public life, she's still been a, a punchline to people. You know, it really wasn't until I think the Me Too movement uh, came forward and people started to look again at that whole affair and say, wait a minute, this was a huge imbalance of power. And Monica was pretty clearly a victim of a very powerful man uh, doing bad things. So I'm definitely excited for this. I feel like this is going to be the first time we really see the story through Monica's eyes. And I think it was so important that they got her on board to make the show. 100%. And I honestly hope that she's tweeting along with it. I think she will. I think we'll learn even more things while it airs. Yeah, me too. Okay, so moving on, the first teaser trailer for Spencer starring Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana has arrived and the 2022 Oscars aren't ready for her. <laughs> okay, everyone absolutely must stop what you're doing and go watch the trailer. I got goosebumps. It looks amazing. I know. I am truly sorry that we're telling you to go watch a trailer while, while we're on a podcast, but like everyone is talking about it. So I do feel like it's necessary for you to do it. If you're not going to do it right now, how I would describe it to you is a lesbian period piece. Yes. <laughs> that, that is the essence of it to the point where at the end I was like, is Diana gay? She okay. <laughs> I could I, I couldn't figure out for me if that was happening because it's Kristen Stewart, right? Or, exactly. Or, or if the movie is really gonna kind of like go there with it. But um, yeah, she looks so much like Diana. She looks so much like her, and you know, it's just a teaser trailer, so we don't really get to hear her talk until the last second. And she says a line where I was like, "Oh, okay, she actually did some good training with a dialect coach." <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, the 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 wig is on point. Uh, the accent sounds right by the way the poster alone for this movie is it's like dramatic. a work of art i like what you said about like getting chills it is it's very chilling and you also get a fabulous cover of lou reed's perfect day a chilling like chorus of voices uh in a very discordant kind of way yeah the whole thing is perfect this movie was made by the way as oscar bait and i'm so here for it yeah i don't even care you know what i am here for the renaissance of monica lewinsky and diana spencer here for Absolutely. It. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, as the pandemic continues to upend the fitness industry, Peloton is betting the workout from home trend is here to stay. But in order to keep its fitness craze alive, the company is prioritizing personalities first. Take Cody Rigsby. His Peloton workouts often include random call-outs that go viral, like this one about a bad quote lunch friend. And we didn't invite our annoying ass friend that's trying to split the bill by the penny. Oh, well, I only had a water, so I'm only gonna pet girl. Enjoy the lunch. Enjoy the drinks. Saddle down, resistance, 40-45. Oh, I can't stand that friend. With entire social media feeds dedicated to funny personalities like these, Peloton is fast becoming the next big pipeline into the influencer industry. And according to BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen, it's kind of brilliant. She joins us now with how this genius has turned her into a full-blown convert. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me again. Okay, so your Peloton story is actually a very familiar one. You know, there is something about Peloton that turns into instant obsession. But did you ever think you would become a Peloton person? I want to know how this happened to you. <laughs> Short answer, no. I um, am not a big fitness person. Um, or I, like I try to be, but I 
am, like I complain about it all the time. I, I, I hate every aspect of it other than the endorphins that come afterwards. So I try to stay motivated. I do have to like preempt this interview to say that I will sound like a cult member or like someone <laughs> paid by Peloton, um, which like makes me wince as a journalist, but you know, I have to live in my truth. Um, so, and I also have to give a shout out to my friend, Lisa, who lives really nearby. I actually use her Peloton. So like I cat sit for her and, and in exchange, she kind of lets me use it pretty freely. Um, um, so she indoctrinated me and it was like this perfect storm of like friendship and the pandemic and then trying to create a better relationship with exercising that Peloton has brilliantly exploited. <laughs> well, you are definitely not alone in your obsession. I mean, while it started out, I feel like as kind of a joke, it seems like at one point everyone was going out and buying a Peloton. Why do you think Peloton started as like sort of a punchline and how did the tables turn so quickly? Yeah, I think it was at the end of 2019 that that infamous commercial came out that we all remember that's now right. become a meme. And we thought it would be kind of the end of Peloton or that it would stifle kind of its growth. But the reason I think is kind of clear, it's the pandemic, the misfortune of a global pandemic that Peloton kind of struck some luck with that like in 2020 kind of sales for Peloton just like skyrocketed because we were all kind of stuck inside. I think a Wall Street Journal report said that like by the end of 2020, there were like more than like a million users. So yeah, it's become an absolute rush for them. And I think they really somehow benefited from the pandemic and quarantining. And I actually heard of a friend who got her Peloton delivered like faster than some Amazon products have been delivered. Wow. So they're oh really God. turning things around really fast. You know, so you joke about how it's almost like this cultish fandom taking over your brain, but I mean, what keeps you coming back? Does it all come down to the instructors creating the experience as opposed to the workout itself? Yeah. So this is what I like. I largely talked about in my newsletter. The theme of the newsletter is kind of influencer culture, but I also think it is like the secret sauce, so to speak. It's that the instructors are very likable and speak to different personalities and sensibilities. But I will say like, it's the fact that they are really engaging. Some of them seem to be friends IRL and it's kind of this like thrill of celebrity and reality TV culture that I know so well that keeps kind of, for me, the environment really interesting and fun to observe. So my editor, Stephanie, wrote in one of our recent newsletters about how like smart and strategic it was for this one instructor, Allie Love, to kind of prepare her classes around her big wedding that she was already um, planning to like post on social media. So she like talked about it in her classes and like led people to be really curious on the day of her wedding, especially about like who was going to be there. Cause there were other instructors that were invited and some were not. The thing I love about like influencers and celebrities, which is like, who, like, what are they like behind closed doors, you know? And like who gets along with each other and like, that's like the part of it that keeps me really interested. You know, what's so funny. That was actually my first interaction with it. I was like on Twitter and I saw, you know, our very own David Mack, like tweeting about like, it is now my life mission to find out who and who wasn't invited to this wedding. Yeah. I think in the newsletter I'd, I'd written or I had this thought that it's kind of like when you're younger and you like observe your teachers and you're like, do they all like each other? Or are they all just like 
like performing for us because they don't think we'll like get it or that we'll know. It's like finding out what their lives are like outside the classroom. All right. Well, we'll be right back. We've got more with BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen after the break. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.comslash 2022. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's Tanya Chen about how Peloton became the new pipeline into influencer status. So this is possibly like the first fitness company to draw talent in for their personal branding before their fitness credibility. So as a result, it's become this like unexpected portal into being influencers. And it's creating some big stars, quote unquote, already. Who are some of your favorites and what are they doing that's different? So a cult favorite, I think on the internet largely, is Cody Rigsby. I think he's the breakout star that people even not in Peloton Nation have heard of. Um, I like him and I'm generally amused by him and his rants. I don't love the fact that he uses African-American vernacular English sometimes, but I think it's mostly harmless. I think he loves pop culture and gossip and so do I. So that's like a very fun marriage. I tend to gravitate to instructors that are very magnetic, like Robin and Jess Sims. I don't know if you guys are Peloton heads. <laughs> I have that never says anything about no, but Tanya, this. I might literally walk out of this and be like <laughs> buying a Peloton. Peloton. I know I, I have I, like, no space for it, but I need it. <laughs> I mean, I was like so afraid entering this conversation that I was going to sound like a salesperson. <laughs> and like, but I mean, like, I have to again, like, this is my truth. And so, like, if you get convinced, that is the holding power of Peloton, I guess. <laughs> And I'm not trying to do that. So like, you know, for other people who are in uh, this cult. (laughs) So these instructors are really like, do a lot of inspo talk. I think like the fact that these personalities speak to me outside of like drilling me and telling me how to like do certain things (laughs) um, is what is like so special about this company. You know, you mentioned before that a lot of, 
Peloton's meteoric rise could be attributed to the pandemic. So what happens if and when the pandemic is over? I know it's scary to say when the pandemic is over at this point, but when gyms are safe again, does Peloton stay? I think so. I I think the pandemic and Peloton has kind of like open up kind of a new lifestyle that can feel very black mirror-ish because we're so sequestered to our homes. Um, and now we work out in this like regimented way that is so plugged in. I think there are a lot of benefits to that, you know, like if you are a homebody, it keeps you inside. And if you can create division, like it can be okay and it can be more accessible. I tend to think it's like good to also prioritize like socializing and like group activities. <laughs> I take a group fitness class at the local climbing gym and it like reminds me how important those things are. Um, I think like Peloton definitely seems to be following the trend of, you know, streaming with TVs and movies at home. But like with those trends, I think we need to put some brakes on it and incentivize going to a movie outside of your home or with loved ones or watching, you know, television together, I guess, like when it's safe to do that in a pandemic. Okay. So I want to know, do you see Peloton like expanding in any way? I mean, they could expand with their personalities into other types of sports or even into the entertainment industry with their influencers. I mean, I'm scared for what they'd expand into, but do you think that's a possibility? Well, first of all, I hope to see more body types and personalities Mm -hmm. and ethnicities and on a fitness platform. And maybe it'd be like refreshing to see someone like me who is always like kind of resigned and complaining about <laughs> fitness. That is rep- that is still rightful representation, I have to say. I think, yeah, the most fascinating part to me is to see if Peloton ins- instructors who kind of grow big followings outside of the app then pursue other kind of avenues and career opportunities. I don't think we've seen any breakout like fitness people become stars in other ways in music and in TV and in film. Yeah, we haven't seen that evolution before, but I I would like be so fascinated if that happened. Well, Tanya, this has been a fascinating discussion. I know you're not getting paid by Peloton, but I have to admit, you did make me want to buy a Peloton. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And if Peloton is listening to this, I don't mind taking a cut. It would compromise all of my ethics as a journalist, but now I totally see why people become influencers in the first place. (laughs) All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, in the words of Peloton instructor Cody Rigsby, stop inviting your shitty friends to lunch. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. When's the last time you took a time out? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you. 
for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. Is this Michelle Trachtenberg? I'll never tell. Hey, I'm Taylor Momsen, and I play Jenny Humphrey. Hi, I'm Sebastian Stan, and I played Carter Payson. That was one of the reasons I liked the character Jenny so much, is that she was very relatable. The whole thing was such a joy for me to do, and I was just so thankful that people responded the way they did to what we were doing. This really was just, like, wonderful. I, like, have, like, warm feelings inside. Yeah, me too. I'm giving you air hugs. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.